podcasts have a problem. Think about it. How many podcasts did you start and abandon before you found this one? Every article that promises podcasting's greatest hits features the same 10 shows everyone's already heard of. And the podcast app that you're playing this on, they're recommending the same podcast to you that they are to your high school gym teacher. Heard FM, a personalized podcast app, believes you deserve a unique podcast experience with recommendations tailored to your interests. Because when you recommend the same thing to everyone, you're not giving anyone the attention they deserve. When you download the app, you'll set up your interest profile. And every Monday, you'll receive a new batch of podcasts that are made just for you. So stop looking for podcasts. Herd FM already found them for you. Download Herd FM on iOS and Android now. Ah. Oh. Oh. Jesus. What happened? I feel like I got hit by a truck. Close. You hit someone. With a truck? With a crowbar. Bex, I think something's... I don't remember doing that. You remember throwing a girl over a bridge? What? Killer way to end a date. Pun intended. I don't know what you think you saw, but I would never harm anyone. My brother wouldn't. You? I'm not so sure about. Okay, Rebecca, just untie me and we can figure this out together, okay? Like we always have. See, here's the thing. Whatever you are, wearing my brother like a cheap thrift store suit, you've clearly got practice. You've nailed his puppy dog eyes and casual charm and boy-next-door energy. Mm. But it's the little slips that give you away. The way you walk, how you don't smile enough, and you called me Rebecca. There are a few things my brother would never do. That's one of them. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm glad that your impending death is so funny to you. Well, it appears that I have chosen the wrong twin. Things have changed over the years. The Rainier line has always passed their strength through their male heirs. But I suppose you and your girl boss era have changed the game. If Callum were weak... I wouldn't be able to see him in your eyes. And you know what I see? I see my brother fighting. And I'm not going to let him go down. Hold on, Callum. Just hold on. Geeks and Scream Queens, I'm Jocelyn Mathers, and this is Behind the Screams. 
Did anyone else think we were about to get a nice ending for our twin duo there for once? I know! These writers are so good at taking a nice moment, making you feel safe and protected, and then ripping that security right out from underneath you. (laughs) Do we know if they're employing my (laughs) mother-in-law? We've got the culprit for that ending with us here tonight. Well, not with us. She's joining us via video chat from a faraway land we in the business like to call On Location. Can't we get that video link up? Elaine Jones, everybody! Hey, everyone. Hey, Jocelyn. How are you doing out there in Siberia? Well, it's, you know... Elaine? I think we're losing you a little bit. Oh, sorry. I said Canada. I'm in Canada. Oh, there we go. Whatever you did, stay right there. Sorry, it's got to be my budget hotel internet out here. Not the most reliable. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm getting a less than glamorous vision here. You're telling me being on location isn't full of beautiful movie stars and catered meals and high-speed internet in spa-like resorts? I'm sorry to shatter the rose-tinted image, but no. Being a writer is just about as far away from glamorous as you can get. Tell us about set. Can you give us any hints about your episode? Well, we actually film a little bit ahead, so you guys just watched episode 8, but we're filming part of episode 11 right now. I can tell you I spent most of my day at a roadside motel that might look familiar to some dedicated viewers. Elaine, are you teasing us? I might be. Okay, okay, well, before you sneak us a spoiler or two from set, we've got to talk about that episode. It's not very typical that we see the twins apart for a whole episode, but it seems like Bex might have more and more solo missions in her future. Yeah, they're really a unit, and I think that got even stronger after Callum returned in season four. Before that, the scales were always sort of tipped in Bex's favor. And then when she needed Callum to save her from Luther, those scales tipped back into his favor. Right, they're twins, but they're never on even footing. Right. Always in sync, never on balance. I think living in that space is what makes them so interesting. And now we're seeing those tables turned again, waiting for an epic save from Beck so she can flip those scales again. Exactly. You guys do know how to work a formula. Well, that's life, right? That's any relationship, give and take. You're never really one-to-one. That's totally true. My sister and I are always keeping tabs on whose turn it is to pay the bill at brunch. By which I mean at the end of brunch, she pretends to reach for her wallet while saying how pretty I looked on TV the night before. (laughs) The struggle of achieving your dreams. They never tell you about that part. Move to Hollywood, they said. Pick up the tab forever, they said. You get me! But I'd say the Rainier twins' give and take stakes are a little bit higher than who picks up the tab. Well, sure. Every day feels like the end of the world, but that's one of the things I love about our show. The stakes. Yeah, exactly. I think when you're living a normal life and something terrible happens to you, it feels like it's the end of the world, even though it's just the end of the world to you. And consciously, you know people are dealing with bigger issues than you are. But when we deal with bloodlines issues, it's literally the end of the world every week. 
I think that's why people connect so much. It's why I did. That's right. You were a fan of the show before you got this gig. I was, yeah. Tell us, how did Cinderella get to the ball? Oh, you love this story, don't you? It's every fan's dream. Well, me and <coughs> he got pretty much history. Oh man, it looks like we're losing Elaine again. Ah, you motel Wi-Fi. We'll give Elaine a second to reconnect. I'm... Oh, did we... Uh, nope. It looks like we're thwarted again. Are we sure our broadcast isn't being possessed? Are we going super meta here, people? The writers wouldn't do something so convoluted, would they? Can you hear me? We're getting every other word here. Oh, you're unfrozen. And outside? Sorry, can you hear me now? Much better. Oh, good. I'm stealing the Wi-Fi from Warren's trailer. <laughs> I love a little bit of crime in the afternoon. Let's get back to it. How did you become a writer on Bloodlines? Right. Well, there's a long version that involves lots of hard work and preparation, blah, blah, blah. And there's a short version that involves the only two things that really matter when it comes to making it in this industry. <laughs> Tits and ass. <laughs> uh, luck and circumstance. <laughs> Regale us with the luck. Shake that circumstance. Did you get all that right place, right time from your mama? My college roommate, actually. Oh, that's right. I grew up in one of those towns where everyone knows everyone, and a lot of people want to escape that. But for me, I wanted to go somewhere that wasn't home, but felt like it could be, you know? So I went to Kenyon. That's in Ohio? Yep. Middle of Nowheresville. Exactly what I was looking for. The kind of place where everyone knows everyone. Once you get there, at least. But I was heading in at the mercy of orientation week and a random roommate survey. And that's where you got your luck and opportunity. <laughs> you make it sound so much sexier than it was. But yeah, pretty much. I filled out this ridiculous survey, one of those basic personality quizzes, and when I got to campus, my roommate was none other than Mina Jacobs. For those of you who aren't properly indoctrinated to the behind-the-scenes world of Bloodlines, Mina's the assistant to the illustrious Warren Young. Some might say she's the reason the show keeps on spinning. Luckily, Warren's busy with a take right now and didn't hear that. A crisis averted. So, the dorm gods give you Mina Jacobs, and... We move in, and we instantly hate each other. Wait, you're telling me a basic one-page questionnaire did not match you with your roommate's soulmate? Can you believe it? I was a slob and she liked things neat and tidy. I sleep through the afternoon and stumble to class in sweatpants. She, at the time, liked to go on morning runs. We were a match made in hell. So, how do we get from roommate wars to getting you a job? I know this whole story would be way better if I had some sort of mm, lightning strike, suddenly they're in love moment to share, but the whole thing was more of a gradual understanding of each other. 
She brought home an extra coffee after her crazy morning workout, and I bought a pair of very expensive noise-canceling headphones for when I had to hit late-night deadlines. After a year together, we'd sort of melded into one very codependent monster, especially during finals. When it was time to pick our roommates for the next year... You couldn't imagine living with anyone else? God, no. I think we both needed a break. But we did make very good friends, especially once we were able to have separate living spaces. And then you both moved to L.A.? Uh, no. Just me for a few years. Then I get a call. She's moving out, and can she stay on my couch for a bit? I love a story that comes back to the beginning. We here at Behind the Screams, we love the cyclical nature of storytelling. Don't we all? Mina's looking for a new career path, and, well, I don't want to share a lot of her story, you know, but long story short, somehow she ends up interviewing for the gig with Warren, and they... Well, you've seen them. Match made in hell. Exactly. And then she gets you the gig here. Well, if you ask Mina, and you should, she'd tell you that she didn't have the power to get me a job. She just got me a meeting. I did the job part on my own. And God, that first meeting with Warren, they do not prepare you for that kind of entrance. He... and... Elaine? Ugh, I can't believe I have to say this, but it looks like we've lost Elaine to the Great White North, and on such a tantalizing moment as well. Luckily, I think it's time to wrap up for tonight. Be sure to join us next week to find out if our boy Callum ever finds some light in the dark. I'm your host, Jocelyn Mathers, and I can't wait to see you again. Stick around for a taste of what's to come. This episode of Behind the Screams was written and directed by Marissa Tandon. It featured Torian Brackett as Callum, Castorline Villar as Bex, Madison Garris as Jocelyn, and Alex Wisenhunt as Elaine. Sound design is by Newton Shottlecotty. To keep up with our show, follow us on social media at That Vamp Show or join us on our website at tandonproductions.com.